Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of Kayla. So at this time, I want to, um, um, I, I believe that we're going to be blessed today. Um, as um, the word of God goes forth and I want to encourage you to take lots and lots of notes. Um, this word will be a blessing to you. So um, I, I've, I asked mom Jackie to minister the word of God today. Amen. Um, I asked her back in September, right? It was in September. September about preparing for the fear of the Lord. Okay, October, so the next month over. So October, so she's been preparing this word since October. When I ask some of the ministers to prepare, a lot of times I'll, it might be six months in advance. Um, as far as preparing, they don't know the time or when to prepare. Um, I mean, but if you're working on it every week or every day, then you should be full of something. Amen. Have something to say. So if I can call on you on a Saturday morning and say, hey, well, well, hey you got a word? Um, or I call you on you on a Sunday morning and say, today, somebody, so-and-so is going to be preaching. Isn't that wonderful? The Bible says be ready in season and out of season. <coughs> and, you, <coughs> and you should be able to do it. Um, by the way, if you are tonight, I will be featured on Pastor Donna Mosley in the Bomb Church YouTube channel. They want to interview me along with another brother. We're going to talk about heretics and false teachings uh, in light of Bishop Carlton Pearson. And, um, and, and they want, because I was a member of his church for a couple of years, they want to interview me and talk to me about, uh, want me to talk about heretics. <laughs> and so, um, so y'all pray for my strength as I address um, this, um, you know, these false doctrines that are in the church and, and the difference. So, but welcome mom Jackie as she comes and delivers a word from the Lord. I'm personally being quiet as an exercise in studying this uh, subject, the fear of the Lord. I was reading some uh, book on the fear of the Lord and this pastor was invited to preach over in Australia, I believe, this big arena. And while he was on the stage, you know, back in the day, they used to sit the pastors, the ministers on the stage. And he noticed that in the sanctuary, people were just talking. They were uh, laughing. They were on their phones. They were going out to the concession and bringing their phone, bringing their food back. And so when the pastor called him up to speak, he stood there for so many seconds until the place got quiet and all eyes was on him. And he began to say, if, if you went to your neighbors and knocked on the door and they come to the door and they said, oh, it's just you, you wouldn't go in. You would say, forget this. I don't have to go in. I know I would. Or you're sitting across from your friend and talking to them but they're looking all around and not paying any attention. You feel like they are disrespecting you. Can you imagine how God feels when we come into his sanctuary and not honor him? So with that in mind, keep your hearts right before God and your mind as God ministered the word, okay? Lord, I thank you, Father, for this word. I thank you for the opportunity 
to speak before your people, Father. Lord, grant me your spirit, Father. Speak through me, Father. Let your word come forth in power and accuracy, Father. Let me not add to or take away from that which you want to come forth, Father, that your word would not return unto you void. It will be planted in our hearts, Father, and we will be doers of the word, not just hearers of it. God, I pray this in your mighty name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So Pastor Dwayne asked me to teach on the fear of the Lord. And when he asked me, he said, Mom, can you teach on the fear of the Lord again? I said, again? I've never taught on the fear of love, the fear of the Lord. He said, yes, you did. I said, no, I didn't. He said, yes, you did, Mom. I said, I don't remember it. And I still couldn't find any notes. So I don't think I did, Dwayne. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got receipts. Okay, show me the receipts after. <laughs> so, so here I am to teach on the uh, the fear of the Lord. And when I start, I have to say, this has been the most challenging subject I've ever tried to learn. And on one hand, but on the other hand, it has been the most rewarding uh, lesson I've studied. It has blessed my life. So it has changed me. And I begin to pray, Lord, Teach me how to fear you. Lord, by your spirit, teach me how to fear you because I realized I really didn't know. And so this has blessed me so. And I, I think I scared my lovely daughter-in-law because as one morning I was really seeking God and praying for his spirit to show me, to teach me how to fear him. And so I had to go get ready for uh, a doctor's visit, I believe. And I was in the shower and the presence of God came so strong in that, in that bathroom that I was trembling before the Lord. My hands were bright red and, and I was just crying out from deep within my spirit to the Lord. And Courtney, and mom, you all right? You all right? And I, I'm okay. <laughs> but God just came through in, a, in such a powerful way. And when that minister was talking to the people about respecting God's house, a mighty rushing wind came through and the people began to repent. People were crying. People were on their, on their face. They were uh, just repenting of their attitude of their hearts because the fear of the Lord has to do with our heart's attitude has to do with our heart's attitude. So in order to, to talk about the fear of the Lord, to really understand it, I believe I need to talk about what the fear of the Lord is not. But first of all, what is, what, what is the fear of the Lord and how does that look in our lives today? Even some of the answers are words I will speak about the fear of the Lord, I believe don't even come close. So the fear of the Lord to be in all of him, to be in all of his majesty, his power, his glory. The fear of the Lord to, is to reverence him, to honor him, to put him in high esteem. The fear of the Lord is to hate sin because when you fear the Lord, you will begin to hate sin. You will hate the things God hate and you will love the things God love. Amen. Yeah. 
The fear of the Lord is to give him praise. The fear of the Lord is to obey him. Because when you begin to fear the Lord, you begin to want to please him in every area of your lives. The fear of the Lord means to depart from evil and to walk in authentic humility. And these are just some of the uh, definitions that came up with, but they're, they don't touch the surface or scratch the surface for who God really is. All we have to do is look at his handiwork. You know, if he put the stars in the sky and gave each one of them a name, how awesome is our God? Amen. The fear of the Lord also draws you near to him. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't make you run from here, but it draws you near to him. In James 4, verse 7, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And the thing about it is we have to draw near to him first and then he'll draw near to us. Sometimes when we hear the, the phrase, the free, fear of the Lord, we tend to draw back or it tends to produce a negative reaction in people because they hear the word fear. But I think that is because they, can, they confuse the fear of the Lord with other types of fear. Amen. And so that's why it's very important that we uh, identify some of the fears that is not the fear of God. So I'm going to go over a few of them. Natural fear. We've all experienced natural fear in some point in our life. It's human nature. There's times you get afraid. I get afraid. You get afraid. We all get afraid at times. The, Recently, I was afraid. I was in a car accident. It was my fault. And right before I hit this lady, I grabbed the steering wheel so tight and I was just really fearful for a minute. And so that is an um, example of natural fear. Now, not, not all natural fear is bad. Like we as parents, we teach our kids when the stove is hot, don't touch that or you'll get burned. And, and they learn to grow up to fear to touch the stove. Now that's a natural fear, but it's a good one. I mean, uh, or your child, you teach a child not to go in the street because they might get hit by a car. That's a natural fear. What about roller coasters? How many of you guys like roller coasters? Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, oh man, when you're up at the peak of that roller coaster, right before you go down, what is it that you feel? Fear, right. People, people say you feel butterflies. Butterflies are cute and pretty. They not, they're not butterflies. I mean, your stomach is doing a flip upside down. And I believe when people go down, you hear them, you see them screaming. That's a natural fear. It's, it's not natural to go way up there and drop down and go all of that. <laughs> Amen. Another natural fear, some people are afraid of thunder and lightning. I mean, they freak out. I have two grand puppies, Bambi and Oreo. Now, Bambi is terrified of thunder and lightning. When it thunders and lightning, 
she begins to howl. She sounds so pitiful. Oreo, on the other hand, he just laid back. He'll get in his bed and just chill, maybe raise one eye and say, oh, okay, good. I'm good. <laughs> but that's another sign of uh, natural fear. <clears throat> so natural fear is not necessarily evil, but they are a kind of fear. And this is not the kind of fear we're talking about. We're talking about the fear of the Lord. There's another kind of fear called demonic fear. Now with demonic fear, one sign you can tell that it's demonic because it brings torment. Go with me to Romans 8. Romans 8, chapter 15. Okay, it reads. So Paul is speaking. He says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of, of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father, so here Paul is telling us that we haven't received the spirit of fear to fall back into bondage, but the fear. So here he is contrasting the spirit of God who assures us that we are God's children to this another kind of spirit, a spirit that makes you a slave to fear. So we're not to have that spirit of fear. I believe pastors touched on it last week, but of power and love and a sound mind or uh, self-control, self-discipline. It, it's not okay to say the devil made me do it. Oh, that, there's, that just slipped out of my mouth. I was talking with one of my uh, very close friends. She's a Christian, but words come out of her mouth. And so last, last week when I was talking to her, something came out. I said, girl, you need to stop it. You need to stop it. God is expecting more. God wants more from us. I said, I'm not just talking to you, but he wants more from me. I said, you don't have to say those words. And she said, you know what? You're right. God expects more. Sometimes we have to be honest with our friends or our close, close families and let them know, you know, we just can't accept that kind of behavior in our lives anymore because we're trying to go forward with the Lord. Amen. And in studying this lessons, of course, the enemy comes to test me. I was filling out this application for something and they wanted to know my monthly salary. And so I hesitated. I said, well, if I put down my monthly salary, it might be above what they're thinking, you know, because this is based on your salary. And I heard so clearly from the spirit. You want me to teach you about the fear of the Lord? I said, OK, God. So when you're really seeking the Holy Spirit to teach you about the fear of the Lord, you will have opportunities to prove where you stand. You stand with God or you stand with the enemy. So, of course, I put down the right amount and prayed and, hey, God, it's in your hand. I chose to choose the right thing. And as you seek God for the fear of the Lord, there's areas he's going to show you. You might 
to, you might need to stand instead of giving in to the enemy. Amen. So we know that God didn't want, God never produced slavery in his children. He, he doesn't want slaves. He wants sons and daughters. And that's who we are. We're his sons and we're his daughters. We're beloved by him. But fear that produces slaves is not the fear of God. Go with me to 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And Paul is talking again. He said, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline, self-control. King James says, sound of mind. So this can give you a mark of the spirit. You can identify the spirit by, does it have power? Is, is love in it? Does it have self-control or self-discipline? And if it's not, it's not of God. So you can identify the spirits by the word of God. And so Paul is contrasting the spirit of fear to the spirit of God given, which brings, that, which brings forth power and love and sound mind. But the spirit of fear brings torment. Go with me to 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. 1 John 4 and 18. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. It reads, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment or torment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So the writer is saying that perfect love casts out fear. We know that God is love. We know that he's perfect and he casts out fear. And the, the spirit of fear can manifest itself in many ways. You know, some people have claustrophobia. They are afraid to be in confined spaces like an elevator. Some people have agoraphobia, the fear of darkness. There's even a phobia for the fear of long words. And it, and it itself is a long word. It has 35 letters in this phobia. It's crazy. I couldn't pronounce it, so I didn't, you know, but it's there. <laughs> Some people fear certain creatures like cats and birds, spiders, bees, and all of these fears bring torment. Now, I'm afraid of rats. <laughs> I'm afraid of rats. Pastor, do you remember when you about 11 or 12? And so we were in Arkansas, and this, I saw this big rat in the house. Oh, my gosh. I freaked out. I'm sitting on the back of the sofa, and poor Dwayne, 
Poor pastor. I had him standing guard with a broom in case the rat came out. You remember that? Yeah, we were like 10, 9 or 10. Okay. So it, it was crazy. So I'm on the phone talking to Pastor Johnny. No, he couldn't do nothing. He's all the way in New Jersey. But praise God, my brother took care of it and sealed up the hole. But it was a big uh, field rat. Yeah, so my fear is fear of rats. But don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay, so we know the spirit of fear is not of God. Because God, like I said, perfect God's perfect love casts out fear. Amen. And... Another type of fear is religious fear. In Isaiah 29 and 13, if you go there, Isaiah 29 and 13. Praise God. It says, the Lord says, these people come near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship, their worship of me is made up of rules taught by men. Fear, and there's another fear that goes along with this fear, the religious fear is the fear of man. And this is when you put man above God. You know, God is a jealous God. We should put no man or no thing above God, beside God, equal to God. God is not having it. So th those are some types of fears that is not of God. And the fear, the one thing about the fear of the Lord, it would never, ever lead you to disobey God, to disobey his word. He would, the fear of the Lord would draw you closer. You would begin to have a hunger for, for his word, for prayer time. And that is what's going on with me. That's why I say it's been so rewarding to learn about the fear of the Lord. I mean, it's a subject or a topic that we will be ever learning about till we go to be with the Lord because there's so much in it. And I had no idea. I knew that in Proverbs, there was a lot of uh, fear of the Lord, you know, but just in studying this, it has blown my mind. Now I like to talk about the fear of the Lord in the life of Jesus. If you go with me to Isaiah chapter 11 and verses one through three. Okay. And it says, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse. We're talking about Jesus and a branch, meaning Jesus, from his roots shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Now here... We have Isaiah gives a prophetic preview of Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. And it shows the part that the Holy Spirit had 
in his earthly life and ministry. Because on the next verse down, um, on verse three, it says, and his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. Talking about Jesus, his delight, Jesus' delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. Amen. And the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. There are seven spirits here. If you go with me, I name them. The first one is the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of fear and the fear of the Lord. Amen. There's seven spirits. And you can, what I found out, I knew about this particular passage of scripture. And you can also see in Revelation where it talks about the seven spirits of God. And I'm not, I don't believe it's talking, saying that the Holy Spirit, there's seven Holy Spirits. I believe it's the manifestation of forms of the uh, spirit that came down, that he presented himself to. We know that the Holy Spirit presented himself as a dove, and that's in Luke 3.22, and in Acts 2 and 2, he presented himself as a mighty Russian wind. In Acts 2 and 3, he presented himself as tongues of fire. So the Holy Spirit can present himself however he wishes. And so these are the seven spirits or manifestation of the spirit, the seven spirits of the Lord. And you, if you think about it, even if Jesus, the son of God, the sinless son of God, divine in nature, needed the fear of the Lord, how much do you and I need the fear of the Lord? He is our example. And so we, saints, we need the fear of the Lord. And I know for a shadow of a doubt, if you begin to ask Lord, ask the Lord to teach you how to fear the Lord, you will see a change in your life, a change for better. So I pray that this word gets in your heart and multiply and multiply. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you. Father, I thank you for this word. God, I thank you for this word. It's been a life-changing word for me. And God, I just thank you for imparting the fear of the Lord into our lives, Father. I thank you, Lord, that it can only be done by your spirit. And Father, we're an open vessel. We said, Lord, teach us. Teach us how to fear your Lord. Teach us how to walk in the fear of the Lord. God, we want more, God. We want more of you, Father. And God, we give you glory. God, we give you honor. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord. We worship you for your goodness and your mercy and your loving kindness, Father. Oh, God, there's none like you. Oh, God, we honor you, Father. Oh, God, we reverence you, Father, for you're worthy, Father. You're so worthy, Lord. 
Oh, God, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 1854, Perth Amboy, New Jersey 08862. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. Until next time, God bless you.